Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ankylosing Spondylitis Reduce Your Pain podcast. I am your host, Sky Denton, and I love having you here today. Today's episode, we talk about root stress. Now, root stress is becoming more and more commonly discussed as people are starting to heal more frequently from diseases that doctors and a lot of medical practitioners thought that no one would heal from. And root stress is also becoming more and more popular just in everyday conversations because people are acknowledging and realizing, and the science is all validating, that we can have this stress that's buried in our mind and in our body that contributes big time towards health concerns. With ankylosing spondylitis, I certainly had some root stressors. And what I want you to get from today's podcast is that you actually do not have to figure out what the root stress is. That is one of the things that people really get stuck on is trying to focus on and figure out all the things that are causing the body to do what it's doing. When actually there's another way that's much more simple. It's understanding how to let it go, how to start thinking differently, how to start modifying our beliefs and our behaviors and our tendencies that can actually be empowering illness instead of empowering health and wellness. And what I want for you is to take from this podcast, take from the wisdom that Peter has and what I'm saying and learn to empower the health and the wellness and the overall goodness of your life instead of feeding into the illness and empowering the illness and the stress and the depression and the anxiety and that whole cycle of pain that we can so commonly get caught in that typically tends to just get worse and worse and worse unless we learn to think about the whole thing differently. And this podcast, I am here to tell you that it is possible to feel good again. I healed from an absolutely crushing case of a disease that I was told I would have for the rest of my life. I've seen other people do it. I've seen other people heal from other diseases. I've seen people heal from all kinds of emotional wounds and trauma. And the big thing in all of it is that I want you to know that it's possible to feel good again. We can reverse all the stress. We can reverse the stress in the body and the mind so that the immune system heals itself naturally on its own. We also talk about what are we setting our minds to really? Because we can, we can think that we're setting our mind towards something positive, but actually we're running from something negative more than focused on something positive. We might be more focused on beating pain and beating down symptoms instead of focusing on wellness. So our mindset is actually not working for us in the way that's very productive. And at the end, we talk about compounded stress. And a podcast like this, although it's designed with the ankylosing spondylitis title, it is universal wisdom. And 
what I learned to do with AS, what Peter taught me and we've taught others is to, to heal areas of their life from stress. And there's, there's a compounding of stress that might come from work, relationships, diet, disease, pain, digestive problems, relationship issues, a lack of sleep. All of those things are quite interconnected in our mind because it's, it's our life and what, what is showing up every day in our world. For me, the stress got bad enough to where chronic disease set in. And in learning to heal the chronic disease, I, I reduced my stress in all these other areas too, because they were contributors to the overall stress load I was in. And that's something that is commonly overlooked. We can be very focused on like one thing, like one problem or just kind of like the minutia of life and sometimes we can really not understand the bigger perspective and how one thing is feeding into another, which is feeding into another. How stress at work can be affecting sleep at home, which is affecting the relationship we're in, which is affecting how our body's digesting food, which is affecting how much energy we have, which is affecting how we treat people and our boss at work. And the whole cascading effect of the interconnectedness of scenarios and people in our life and how we treat them and ourselves and how we can modify our behaviors to live a better life. So that's a lot of info to preface this conversation. And I will wrap up with a quick summary at the end. For now, here is Peter Winslow. Hey, Peter, good to see you. Hello, Sky. Hey, it's good to be with you once again. Yeah. Yeah. You feeling good today? I'm always feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> today is no exception. Your answer is always so predictable. <laughs> I know. It's easy when you know how it works. Uh, cool. Well, thank you for being here. Today's topic is this. You and I, and the purpose of this podcast, is to help people reverse all the distress that they have in their life so that their immune system can naturally heal itself. You've done it, I've done it, we've seen others do it. And I know, Peter, that there was a time in my life when I couldn't do it by myself. And so I reached out and I asked for some help. And that was you. Yeah, I think you, uh, you went all around the world looking for help in different places before you came to me, as I recall. <laughs> I did. I researched and looked into every healing method, modality, practitioner, supplement, herb, tea, tincture, diet for several years. And uh, I found out that for me, I just, I wasn't finding people that could really help me. You were the one that came in and I asked for your help and you were the one that could really help me. Well, I think that the reason for that is because of where I operate. And you mentioned the stress that people are carrying that causes their afflictions. It's not just daily stress of living life in the workaday world that we're referring to. It's a specific type of stress that's buried deeply in the subconscious mind beyond the recognition of your consciousness. So you're not even aware that it's there. I call it root stress. And it's the unresolved emotional issues that we're never faced up to and let go of. 
in, in life. So these things work, this stress works its way out through the body, notably in the immune system and the nervous system in ways that cause pain and symptoms that then get diagnosed as a physical issue that you know, doctors treat at the physical level. They're not going to go into the subconscious mind and reverse the, the root stress at the cause of the condition. So that's what we did with you, and then we got you on the right program. It's basically the Winslow Way. It's a two-step process for recovery and remission from AS. The first step is to reverse the cause, which is that unresolved root stress in the subconscious mind. We let that go and reverse that situation. And the second step is to repair the damage. And that's how we repair what's going on in the tissues of the body by reprocessing the brain. It all takes place in the brain. All the pain is a function of the brain. We rewire the brain that reverses the damage in the body and the immune system rebuilds itself as a rule. And that's what you've done and what I've done as well. So it's not, it's not so easy to understand how this takes place. It took me a long time in a spiritual and emotional and an intellectual journey to discover what was actually at the root and causing the condition in my body and what to do about it. So oftentimes it's uh, useful for people in your position or people who, who have found themselves where you were before to reach out and seek assistance or guidance with this process. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And this term root stress, I'm glad you said that because it's becoming more and more popular as more people are healing, as science is validating this entire mind-body process. People are, are learning that this term root stress is something that, that can really throw off the body. Do you think, Peter, everyone has the same root stress? And I'm curious, do you think it's important to know what the root stress is? Or do we just learn to make different choices in life that help us kind of evolve out of old patterns that might be keeping us sick or making us ill? So that's a very prescient question that you've asked and very informational and useful and helpful because the answer is we don't have to know exactly what the root stress is to let it go. We have to know how to let it go. And it can be useful to know what it is, but you asked if, uh, if it's the same with all people, the root stress? All people with AS, typically, yes, there's a common denominator for them. And that denominator is anger, buried anger in the form of past issues and events that were never uh, let go of, faced up to and released. So I've determined and discovered in my work over the last 20 years with people with AS and chronic illness that they're harboring negative emotions based on what happened in their past. And they're not aware of it anymore because they think they've resolved it. But it's, you know, just by forgiving the perpetrator or ignoring it and just letting it uh, fade in time and history. And yet it remains there like a stealth virus in a computer operating in the background where you're not aware of it. And that's what creates the stress that causes the immune system imbalance, which creates the inflammation that causes the pain and builds the house that Jack built. The whole cycle. As that yeah. nursery rhyme goes or however that went, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the common denominator is unresolved emotional issues. And it's most notably for people with AS, repressed anger. Mm -hmm. Most of these people don't even acknowledge anger because they've learned somewhere along the way in life that anger is not appropriate. 
It's not okay to show your anger. It's not really even okay to be angry. It's a fallacy and it's a wrong proposition. It's something that we should not do. And yet it's a natural human emotion. And it's the obvious response to being in a situation that you find to be uh, mistreating you or others. And it always boils down to this. And there's only one thing that causes anger in anybody. Here's the pearl of wisdom. There's only one cause of anger in anybody ever, anytime, anywhere. There's only one thing that causes it. And that cause of the anger is this. It's not fair. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to my family. It's not fair to my friends or to other people or what have you. It's just not fair. That's what causes anger and the issues that roil up as a result in the body-mind complex. So we have a process going through that uh, awareness in the mind-body techniques that I espouse and have created to release that feeling of it's not fair, to be okay with that and make peace with it, and there thusly release the anger that comes along with that. And then the root stress begins to fade and go and dissipate, go away. Instead of trying to make the pain go away, you make the cause reverse itself and the pain naturally follows suit. And that's exactly where people get stuck is they get stuck on fighting the pain and not understanding the root stress that is the cause of the pain. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So people are so deathly scared of the pain and experiencing a flare-ups that they'll do anything to stop that. And they'll go on medications and diets that are severe just to get the pain to stop. And they don't even ever at any time address what's causing that pain to occur, which is that unresolved emotional issue operating like a stealth virus in the subconscious of the mind. Mm -hmm. That's why most people have a hard time figuring this out. They're looking at the body only. They're looking at the chemistry, the genetics, the body itself. And gee, even the medical professionals will tell us there's no cure there. There's no cure for this condition because they don't go to the deeper levels of awareness necessary to eradicate the cause. Mm -hmm. You know, and that makes me think about my, my experience with AS and you and I know that it's important to talk to people that can help us. And if the person we're talking to can't really help us, I, I kept, you know, help me, I would keep on searching. And when I would talk with people that said, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. I just kept looking. And a lot of people stop <laughs> there. They kind of just accept that and they stop there instead of continuing to look for guidance from people that can really help them. And that's where like, you know, when I found you online, that was like a home run. So that is the mistake that people make is they listen to people who can't help them and they tell their issues to people who cannot help them and that doesn't help anybody at all. So then they resign themselves in resignation to the, the central point, which is don't believe anybody who tells you that you're less than unlimited because it'll hold you back. And above that, it's not even true. Mm -hmm. We are unlimited in our consciousness and our ability to arrive at different levels of awareness. Unlimited. Mm -hmm. So if somebody tells you that you're limited, it's because they are limited and they're just sharing with you what they feel. That's mm -hmm. why the axiom remains of don't talk about your problems to anybody who can't help you. 
because that just makes the problem more real. It makes you feel weaker and weaker. And the person that you're talking to will take that position with you as well and see you as a weak individual who's got illness or whatever limitations that you've decided are holding you back in life. And that'll remind them of their own limitations, which will repel them or cause them to want to take advantage of you one way or the other. So don't mm -hmm. tell your problems to anybody who can't help you. Now, find somebody who can help you, and it's perfectly all right to disseminate and discuss what's happening with you that uh, feels limiting, mm -hmm. like an illness or a setback of one kind or another. Yeah. I want to jump back to what you said. Don't believe anyone that tells you they're anything less than unlimited. Yeah. Because we set our own limits. And certainly, you know, you can say, well, I'm limited here. or I'm limited there. You know, I'm a high jumper and the best I could do was six feet on the pole and I'm limited by that. Okay, you've decided that. If you work with another coach, you might take you to six foot one. Mm -hmm. So certainly we can set limitations in our lives, but don't listen to anybody else who says that you're limited. And then be aware when someone is telling you what you're capable of doing, they're not really defining what's possible for you they're thinking about their own limitations and what they think you can do. And, and again, it's like, listen to people who make you feel good. Talk to people who can help you and let go of some of the, the limiting beliefs or prognoses that you've been given by people who don't understand where you want to go. So they've created their own limitations. You know, the medical community in the West, for instance, can do miraculous things but they know where their limits are, at least where their limits are today. And they're constantly breaking new ground and making new discoveries. So they're less, they're not less than unlimited. They're unlimited. It just takes time to unwrap and unvolve and evolve. And so when they tell you that there's no cure, it means they have not got the cure. It doesn't mean that a Chinese practitioner doesn't have a cure or a European model of health doesn't have a result that is favorable in your behalf, or that you know some shaman in South America or Central America can't help. That's just not studied by modern allopathic medicine. So when they say there is no cure, what they mean is they don't know what the cure is. Mm -hmm. So keep moving. Yeah, totally, so keep moving. And I think about all the different people that I got to learn from. I mean, I have, again, a very basic understanding, but, you know, of, of acupuncture and chiropractic and different types of massage and diets and why they say they work and why they're not supposed to work and all these things. And all of it, I learned something from, but they were also limiting for me. For example, the classic no starch diet. I mean, from day one, when someone told me that I could never eat starch again, I mean, <laughs> like, that was just not acceptable. I, I just, <laughs> like, that was so limiting, and food is way too enjoyable. I know that my body enjoyed starch before I had AS, and I can certainly say that I enjoy it now. And so it's back to what you said, of like, listen to people that tell you that that you can heal, that you can let go of pain, that you can define your own belief systems and live a life according to your own wishes. 
It's absolutely right, and that's the path I took in life, too. You know, you can do what you set your mind to. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. So, so where are you setting your mind? Are you saying that this is possible or that this is impossible and that you're limited for life or what? What are you saying? And I'm referring that, generally speaking, to the listening audience. What are you telling yourself? That your limitations exist and that's as far as you'll go? In all the annals of human endeavor, that's never been the case. Humans are creatures that always take one step farther. They always want to know what's over the next hill, what's next on the horizon. The advance of technology is a perfect indicator of this. We take what came before us, we work it out to its logical conclusions and make it even better. And then magic occurs where we come up with new technologies that were previously un misunderstood or not understood. So that's the, con that's the human condition in the world as we know it. Constantly new frontiers to advance across. So where are the limitations? They're only where we set our minds. We set our own limitations. And that's what people have done based on the poor or, or uh, not correct advice of others who don't know what the solutions are. Yeah. Now, when I started my process of recovery and healing and remission, I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't have any coaching. I didn't have, there was nobody to help me in those days. So I, it took me about 10 years of spiritual practice, physical study, and um, doing a lot of things like meditation and exercise. And at the end of all those journeys and all that work, the pain just went away on its own. It just fell off after about a year of practicing. Pain was gone. And I was overjoyed. I was immensely uh, joyful because I didn't know if that was going to happen or not. And then I spent the next 10 years studying how did I do that? What happened? What was going on in the body-mind complex? How did I rewire the brain? What was happening in the nervous system? What's going on with the genetics with all this and, and the uh, external elements like diets and nutrition and all the rest of it that caused all this to occur? And I discovered the formula that I mentioned earlier. Number one, reverse the cause. Number two, repair the damage. That's all it is. So however you choose to do those things, just be sure you get them done because that's the solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did something similar where I studied with you. I healed from AS and then I discovered Dr. Joe Dispenza and how he breaks down a lot of science for healing. And he didn't have the tools and the strategy and the wisdom and the guidance for me that's what you gave to me and also after healing it was great to understand some of the science of it that dr joe Dispenza was writing down and it's cool i mean it's all it all makes sense and now i want to jump back in peter you said something that i loved and it's that we can do what we set our minds to and a big differentiator that sets someone up for feeling better after an as diagnosis versus feeling worse is most people, 99.9% .9 of the population that's been diagnosed with AS will set their mind towards fighting the pain versus learning how to heal, learning how to bust stress, learning wellness, making peace, feeling good. 
they set their mind instead to just fighting pain. And so that's where they can stay for the rest of their life. Exactly right. They're focused on what they don't want. And instead of making peace with it and letting it go, they try to make it go away by force. And as we know, there's no cure there. And yet they do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So the power of the mind can be encapsulated in what's called a mindset. It's the best use of your cognitive abilities is to create a mindset and follow it. And a mindset is basically two stages as well. Most people don't even know what that is, but everybody's heard if you set your mind to it, you can accomplish it. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. So what is a mindset, the two stages? First one is choose. And the second one is focus. That's a mindset. Mm -hmm. Choose what you're going to focus on and then focus on what you've chosen. So if you're focused yeah. on what you don't want, you're going to create more of that. Fighting pain is, focus, is a focus on pain. So what's the operative word in I, I am fighting the pain? The operative word, the verb is fighting and the noun is pain. So yeah. rather than that, I discovered on my spiritual journey, allow, recognize and accept what's happening and make peace with it. And an amazing thing happened. And I, I created gratitude and appreciation for what I was experiencing instead of trying to fight and get away from what I didn't want anymore. And it fell away on its own. And that's the differentiator between people that stay sick and people that learn to get well. One of the things with that that I want everyone to understand is Peter uses the word allowing. And when we allow something, we're not fighting it. And so it's not causing more stress. This all boils down to how much stress is in our body and in our mind. So when Peter says that he allowed what was going on to happen, accepted his life as the way it was, and even began to be grateful for the things he was learning, his entire nervous system would calm down. And so at that point, the immune system can learn to heal itself. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So if you're allowing for something, it means there's no fear. Accepting it as it is, I'm not afraid of this anymore. And of course, most people are just deathly afraid of feeling some pain. That's what I've experienced in my practice is that these people are just so scared to death of having a pain yeah. that they'll do anything to avoid it. So they're not accepting, they're not allowing, they're resisting. And guess what? The pain never goes away that way. Mm -hmm. People are afraid to experience pain. And I, I think about our mutual friend, Michael Eisner, and Michael, I think that we could pick on a little bit here, but he, he drank his own urine for two years every day because someone told him it would help not experience the pain. And that's just like one example of, of the fear we can have of experiencing pain. And we've both been there. So I have a lot of, of empathy in that area. And we know that Oh, I thought he did way. that as a celebration of uh, Hanukkah. <laughs> Michael drank his own urine every single day for two years. So that's actually uh, uh, Ayurvedic medical practice. Mm -hmm. That's what they do in Ayurveda. And you recapture, it's first morning urine that you drink, and you recapture the elements that are excreted from the kidneys uh, first thing in the morning. So it's the most nutrient-dense and vitamin-packed uh, processing that you can do with your imbibing urine. But... I'd rather not. 
<laughs> I'd prefer not. Take a multivitamin. <laughs> Peter, you've you've uh, you're willing to share lesson number nine of your Winslow's habits that heal wisdom. You title it this: address the cause, not just the symptoms. And that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about reversing the the constant stress that we can be in. That's what makes the immune system hurt our bodies. And you have a fantastic quote here. And you say, Benjamin Franklin famously said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. A modern twist on this is that a year of reversing the cause beats a lifetime of fighting the symptoms. Stop trying to get rid of your pain and learn to remove the cause of your condition, which is the unresolved emotional stress that operates in the subconscious mind beyond our conscious awareness, meaning we don't even fully realize we have that stress. And you say, it may be necessary to get the help and guidance you need to succeed with this mind-body process. And that's exactly what I had to do. And you end by saying, this is your one and only life. Be sure you make the best of it. And that's so true. Peter, your wisdom in these is fantastic. And one point I would love for you to accentuate here is that people can learn to reverse the cause instead of just beating their heads and beating their bodies up and their minds up and fighting pain and symptoms for the rest of their life. Yeah, well, the reason they're doing that is because that's what people are telling them to do where they're looking for assistance and guidance and help and intervention. It's coming from people who are saying, let's fight, fight, fight. There's no cure there, but we can fight for a while and this while turns into the rest of your life, you know? Of course, most people hope that these uh, practices and processes will lead to a cure somehow, someday, but the mm -hmm. cure is within us. It's incurable. That's the language used by the medical practitioners, which I revert to mean it's within, the cure is within, it's incurable. Unless you reverse the cause, that changes everything. So instead of fighting the symptoms and you know, running scared from the pain or you know, trying to combat the pain in one way or another, let it go. Let your resistance to this go. Learn how to do it properly. Get the assistance you need to be able to follow through on that and make peace with it rather than trying to get rid of it because all the trying to get rid of it doesn't work. You can get temporary stop gaps in the pain and symptoms. You know, if you do a very draconian diet, you'll get some relief for a while. You take the uh, biologic medications, you'll get some pain relief for a while, but it's not permanent. It doesn't last. And it down-regulates your system so your immune system gets weaker and weaker through those practices, especially dieting, mm -hmm. than it was before, which makes the condition worse over time. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like people to know is that there is a cause of your condition. It's not genetic. It's not simply physiological. It's that stored emotional pain that's unresolved in the subconscious mind. And you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to do therapy. You don't have to go in there and relive painful memories to try and discover what happened. All you have to do is make peace. Peace is the opposite of stress. And that root stress will pay attention 
and will evacuate on its own time when you've learned the lessons that it's brought to you in the body-mind complex. So AS can really be seen as a guide in our lives. It's leading us to a better way of, of living our lives when you think of it in these terms that there's a cause and an effect that's occurring here. And once you let go of the cause, the effects fall away on their own and you, you emerge the stronger for it. So mm-hmm. you learn to practice gratitude, appreciation, forgiveness, generosity, seeing the interconnectedness of all things and taking care of your own well-being. And once you accept it, stop fighting it and stop trying to make these lessons go away, everything changes. Then we repair the damage through neuroplasticity in the brain and you've got a whole new life. That's your experience, right? Yeah, and I don't think I could say it any better than you just did. We started off this podcast by, by telling the audience that, that the goal is to reverse all the stress so the immune system can heal itself. And then you just talked about how instead of focusing and putting our mind towards fighting the pain, we learn to let go of the resistance, accept our condition and our life and the way we are at the moment, and then even learn to be grateful for it. And when we do that, the stress can go away and the body can heal. So thank you for the conversation today. And do you have any final thoughts for me or the audience? Well, I don't want to take this too lightly. The process has to be done specifically. It isn't just enough to think that you're going to start getting up every morning and focusing on five things you're grateful for, and that's going to make your uh, condition change. It will help. But there's also the process of letting go the root stress that no longer serves. And then repairing the damage in the wiring of the brain. And these, again, are processes that can take some time. But as I said with the Ben Franklin quote, a year of reversing the cause is worth well more than a lifetime of fighting and running from the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, once I discovered you, I focused on reversing the cause instead of fighting the symptoms. And my life is completely different from what it would be otherwise. And it's a great life, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned so much. And not only do I not have to struggle with constant pain like I did for years, the stress that was causing a lot of that pain was coming from so many different areas in my life. And the stress is gone from those areas too. So not only do I not have to deal with the physical pain and, and fighting side effects from whatever I was taking and the limitations of diets, like my relationships are better with, with myself, with my body, with those around me, with what I do to make a living, with so many different things. And I don't think I ever would have imagined that in the beginning. Yeah, most people don't imagine that. And, and it, we should mention this for sure at the end of this uh, podcast. We're not just focusing on AS and getting rid of AS. We're healing your life. Mm-hmm. Healing you and everything that relates to you. So your relationships, your career, your education, your avocations, your hobbies, and everything else improves. Your income and your love and joy and happiness. 
all just grow exponentially because you've healed your life, not just totally. gotten rid of a pain condition. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize clearly now that, that the stress that was building up in my body that caused AS was not just coming from, from AS. It was being compounded by all these different areas in my life that I was, that I was struggling in. AS was kind of the, the final catalyst for me to just deal with what was going on and learn from it and ask for help and learn the wisdom you had to share to think about myself and my life differently and disease in a manner that freed up a tremendous amount of stress in all those areas. And so like, again, to your point, like it's not just healing from disease, it's healing our lives. That's the point. That's what changes everything. Then you can get to that level of gratitude and appreciation that you never knew before. Mm -hmm. And it makes life even sweeter, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Peter, for, for all the wisdom in years past and years present. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, it's my honor and pleasure to be uh, of service. So thank you. We'll be in touch soon and i look forward to having you on the show again see you then okay see ya you can tell by the conversations that peter and i have that we are coaches we are seekers of wisdom we are seekers of, of how to live the best life we can we're not necessarily doctors we are experts in wellness we're not curing or treating or diseases or practicing medicine. So it can all go hand in hand. Listen to the people that make you feel good and what rings true for you. I hope that one thing you get from this episode is that we don't have to figure out what the root stress is in our life that may be kind of bleeding into all areas of our relationships, our, our body, our belief systems, our feelings of insecurity. What we do is we actually learn to, to modify our behaviors and to think about ourselves a little differently. And when we do this for a period of time, it becomes habit. And all of a sudden, we've evolved into a happier state of being and our brain has adapted. That's a very different approach than putting tons of effort into trying to figure out what the original problem was that may have happened when we were five years old, that may have happened five years ago, that may have happened 25 years ago, may have happened five months ago. That is such a, a deep, dark black hole of, of confusion. So I encourage you to take the wisdom from this podcast and apply it to your life now that will help you feel better now and stick with that little habit change until it becomes natural for you. We talk about asking for help in this show as well. And as I was preparing for this podcast today, I was thinking about my phone and all the people I have in it. And I realized that if I were to list off basically like the five to 10 most intelligent people that are in my phone, 
all of them at some point or another, I've gone to, to ask for help. As you move forward in your life, who's available to you? Who can you call and ask for some guidance? Whoever it is, I encourage you to ask. Asking for help can be a scary thing to do. We think that it makes us feel weak. We think that it makes us look weak. And really, it's stemming from pretty deep levels of, of self-honor and the desire to live the best life we can. So as I close this, understand that you don't have to figure out all the problems. You can just think differently about them and move forward and let some of that stress go. Let some of the resistance go that Peter talked about. And that will help reverse the stress. And think about who you have in your life that you can ask for help with whatever it is. Maybe it's fixing your car. Maybe it's a computer thing. Maybe it's health and wellness. Who knows? And be willing to ask them for some help. My name is Sky Denton. Thank you for being here, everyone. I really encourage you and thank you for sharing this episode with someone that you know and love and care about. We are all part of humanity. We are all a giant family. And one thing I've learned from speaking with so many different people all over the world is that we have such commonalities and such similar things happening in our lives that that it's important to show up for each other in whatever way we can. Maybe it's sharing a resource. Maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it is taking someone under your wing as a mentor. Maybe it's even asking someone for help so that they can give the gift of giving, which we all love to do. With any questions, you can reach out to me at skydenton.com and I certainly invite you to do so. And you can contact Peter at asvictors.com. Thank you for being here, everyone. I look forward to connecting with you in the future and I wish you the very best. Enjoy your day, enjoy your life, and enjoy your friends and family.